Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. And by Stone Bank, a community bank supporting entrepreneurs and farmers nationwide with loans guaranteed by the USDA, SBA, and Farm Services Agency. Learn more at StoneBank.com. And the Arkansas Arts Council, empowering the arts for the benefit of all Arkansans. On the web at ArkansasArts.org. Howdy, folks. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. On this week's show, we'll be hearing music from Cincinnati, Ohio-based old-time string band, The Tillers, recorded live at the Ozark Folk Center State Park. Our producer, Jeff Glover, offers an archival recording of Ozark fiddler Sam Younger performing the traditional tune, Smoky Mountain Shuffle. And author, folklorist, and songwriter Charlie Sandage begins our celebration of 50 years of the Buffalo National River. That's this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. The Tillers have been thumping their own distinctive sound of string band folk music for a decade, riding it all over the country and across the sea. Four studio albums and one live record have won them praise as modern folk storytellers of the national soundscape. Here they are on our stage, playing four of their original songs, as well as one traditional one. Oh, no. 
So we've been a band now for 14 years of our lives. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, we're happy to finally make it up here, make it down here, over, down and over here. Um, yeah, we started the band in 2007 and um, in Sailor Park in the town that we live in. Um, Sailor Park is a little river town about 10 miles west of Cincinnati. Just painting the picture for you. We have one bar in Sailor Park. It's called the Parkland Bar and Grill. It's also connected to a one-room movie theater, which is one of the oldest vaudeville houses in the Cincinnati area. Um, but anyway, at our one little theater, or at our one little bar, at the Parkland Bar, um, we used to go in there quite a bit after band practice or whatnot. And uh, there was a lady that worked there named Sonia. And uh, when she found out that we had a little band cooking, she said, oh, you should go, <laughs> you should go play in Arkansas. <laughs> you should go play in Mountain View. There's this folk center. I, I lived there for many years. I, so, okay, we'll go do that. And so 14 years later, here we are. <laughs> All right, this next song is called Sarah Jane. It's another old song. If you were here for sound check, you would hear it. Here we go. I got a wife and five little children. We'll leave a ticket trip on the Big McMillan. Oh, Sarah Jane. Squall engineer going through the hole in the wall. Oh, Sarah Jane. Nothing to do but sit down and sing and rock by my Sarah Jane. Do rock by my Sarah Jane. Rock by my Sarah Jane. Nothing to do but sit down and sing and rock by my Sarah Jane. And oh, she's level oh, Sarah Jane. Nothing to do but sit down and sing and rock by my Sarah Jane. Ooh, rock by my Sarah Jane. Rock by my Sarah Jane. Nothing to do but sit down and sing and rock by my Sarah Jane. Children believe it, take a trip on the big McMillan, old Sarah Jane. Nothing to do but sit down and sing and rock by my Sarah Jane. Do rock by my 
thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we started in 07 with um, Sean and I, Sean Guile and myself. And uh, we had been playing in two different other bands. He was playing in a bluegrass band. I was playing in an Irish uh, sort of trad band. And we just, we, we wanted to do some other things. We were listening to a lot of the same uh, American folk music songbook, you know. And um, we, I guess we happened to meet each other through shared shows with our old bands. And we got to talking. I invited him over one day. We started singing, and we got big smiles on our faces. knew knew something was special there. And 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 in my Irish band, I was not a ban- not a five string banjo player. I didn't even play the banjo yet. And um, I was starting to learn at that time. Sean was already an experienced guitar player, but our band, you know, we learned together. She sprung a leak on a cold rainy day in the autumn And the bow came to dip as we all abandoned ship And she sank to the muddy river bottom Now 
the years have drifted on and on and on And I'm gonna end it here before too long This was a riverboat dishwashing song That the band in the early days was very focused around vocal harmony and our voices together while we got better at our instruments and learned more about American folk music and honed in on our writing more and became better writers. All the while, we knew we needed some low end, and I grew up uh, playing in punk, punk rock bands, and um, my best friend Jason Sudret. He had never played an upright bass, but I knew he could get it, no problem. And so You're just I actually like, bought a bass. Here, like here, figure this out. Yeah, I bought a garage sale upright bass and uh, gave it to him. The thing was horrible. It pro- I mean, he probably <laughs> had a harder time learning on that than anything, but it was what it was, and we made, th- we made things work, and we're a pretty DIY band. And so, yeah, that was the outfit for the first two and a half years.
listening to some interesting songs from this week's featured group, The Tillers. We heard The Wheeled in the Wild, the traditional song, Sarah Jane, the Riverboat Dishwashing song, followed by The Road Never Ending, and finished the set with Tecumseh on the Battlefield. It's time for a short break. When we come back, let's go down to the vault and have a visit with Ozark Highlands Radio producer, Jeff Glover. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Listening to this good old-time music by the Tillers has got me to thinking about some of the great fiddlers who lived right around here locally. And that got me to thinking about old Sam Younger, a man with an interesting family history. Jeff Glover's in the vault today. Let's go down and see what he knows about old Sam. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm doing good, Jeff. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. What happened to your leg? Oh, I just had knee replacement surgery. Knee replacement? Yeah. That's not a very good story, though, Dave. Can't you come up with something better, like a shark attack or something? Well, Jeff, there aren't very many sharks around here, you know. Yeah, that's true. We got a lot of chickens, though. That's true. It was a chicken attack. It was a chicken attack. You should go with that. It was horrible. (laughs) That's a better story. Hey, uh, uh, I've been thinking a lot lately about some of the old fiddlers from around here. And I was thinking about old Sam Younger, who lived down in what we call the lower end of Stone County, which is down closer to the White River where the elevation is lower. Uh, Have you got any of Sam's music here? Oh, gosh, I'm sure there is. Give me just a second. I think there's something... Oh, yeah, here it is. Here, look at this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's a great tune by Sam. 
It's a, a Smoky Mountain Shuffle, it says. Smoky Mountain Shuffle, that's yeah. correct. He was a really interesting old guy. He, uh, his name was Younger, of course, and he was actually a descendant of the Youngers from which came Cole Younger, the famous outlaw who ran with Frank and Jesse James. In fact, they say that Frank and Jesse James used to come and stay with the Youngers right here in the county on their way down to uh, rob banks and such down south of here. Well, I'll be darned. No kidding. Well, hey, you want to listen to this track? I do. Let's play it. What, what's it called again? It's called the Smoky Mountain Shuffle. Smoky Mountain Shuffle. It's nice to hear old Sam again. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. that's good stuff right there. Boy, back in the day, he was a really good fiddler. Played for probably thousands of square dances down there in the lower end over the years. Oh, wow. They're a real deal. And here at the Folk Center, he played for a long time. Gosh, he was a, one of the main fiddlers here for probably 25 years. Didn't he win an award here a while back? He did. At, a, at one of our state fiddle championships, he, got, he wasn't a contestant, but they gave him an award called the Mulkey Kent Award, which is a... Kind of a prestigious award for fiddlers around here. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah. Well, thanks for pointing out Sam Younger to yeah, me. Yeah, thanks for finding that. I appreciate it. I'll see you later, Jeff. All right, man. Have a good day, Dave. All right, bye. Let's get back to some more good stuff from this week's featured band, The Tillers. The band features Mike Oberst on banjo and vocals, Sean Gale on guitar and vocals, Joe Machuret on fiddle, and Aaron Gale on upright bass. In this set, they'll start out with a good old traditional tune, Boatman Dance.
then uh, Jason left the band to um, pursue his career as a race car driver, sprint car driver. And so um, at that time, we inserted, uh, well, Aaron into the role of bass player. Aaron and Sean know each other quite well. They're brothers. So it was a natural, natural thing. Then further down the road, fast forward to 2015, a lot of different things were changing in our lives you know Sean had been a dad for a few years um, I became a father and you know there were a lot of things happening in life and and the music was happening with it it was like we almost needed a, a jump start something to kick kick us into gear and we uh, had met Joe Masheret he was a fiddle player and he had moved back into Cincinnati and um, his playing was just insanely <laughs> wonderful and we thought boy I wonder what he could do in this outfit so we asked him to play a square dance with us and the rest is history um, we usually dedicate this one to the memory of our of, of Jason our original bass player he passed away of leukemia when he was 33 and we miss him very much he would have uh, had a birthday a couple weeks ago ready And don't keep it locked so tight Just get out of that old banjo And keep them up all night Come on boys, try your hand down In the alley with the old tin pan Pull that bow and don't be slow To ride that cardinal string flying by steer wheels pound with the underground where you'll try your trade tonight the green and gray cars junction deep down in the city's vein so play it right with the fire inside of the whistle of the cardinal train come on boys try your hand down in the alley with the old tin pan pull that bow and don't be slow to ride that cardinal Great divide. Until that 
kids show that I did. Sean did too. We both had these children's programs that we started because, gosh, my son is was five and his son was would have been seven. And um, I think just all of a sudden everything being taken away and you're at home and I, I, my main focus was my, my children. Yeah, sometimes I think of it as the worst, best year of my life. <laughs> I really do, because I can't get that time back with my son who was in kindergarten at the time, and he stayed remote the whole year, and he called it dad school, and that means so much to me. Sure. Just being able to, to be that for him at the time and, and to have that time. So every day waking up, I had to keep the schedule. You know, I, we also have a three-year-old, so it's like, it was a lot, yeah. but but it was... It was wonderful.
close can stand to never leave the land and got to own a country mile. The fine things so grand seem the measure of a man, but that just ain't my style. No, it's the river for me, it's south to the sea. Ain't no better way for a poor boy to be free. Well, the fog rolls in, then I'm gone again. It's my shanty boat and me. we'd like to do is focus on the spring get some good things going some solid events get some uh road time again um but you know i think we learned a lot from covid too and you know we're not going to overdo it um i think we need to focus on some creativity uh in the sense of writing and not just drive ourselves into the ground with being on the road all the time it'll wear you out and so um you know life goes on there are new um New wonderful things going to happen in the band, that's for sure. And within our, our lives as friends and, and family. So much about how much you'll, you'll miss your, your mates, you know, but you really do, and, and the, the, the sounds that you achieve together.
Thanks, Thanks everybody. everybody. <laughs> That's Cincinnati, Ohio-based post-punk, neo-folk, acoustic, old-time string band, The Tillers, recorded live at the Ozark Folk Center, playing their traditional tune, The Boatman's Dance. Then three of their original songs, The Cardinal Train, Shanty Boat, and 500 Miles. When we come back after this break, our friend Charlie Sandage will begin his celebration of 50 years of America's first national river. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Our neighbor Charlie Sandage is a musician, a songwriter, and also a student of Arkansas history. This week he'll start a series about a real Ozark gem, the beautiful Buffalo River. Buffalo River runs for 153 miles, mostly west to east, through the Boston Range and Springville Plateau of the Ozarks. 135 miles of it are managed by the National Park Service. It's called the Buffalo National River, and that began 50 years ago. Starting with this segment, Ozark Highlands Radio will be celebrating that anniversary in the weeks to come. Think of that image of the river cutting through the limestone, carving out a home. Folks canoeing down the buffalo or swimming or fishing or camping along its shoals and beneath its bluffs love that stream of water. But how did that come to be? Ashley Rodman is a Buffalo National River Biological Sciences technician. She broke down the basics of how the Ozarks and her rivers and creeks were made, starting with the rocky skeletons of it all. A lot of our rocks in the Ozarks, specifically the buffalo, were formed from creatures. And so shells and skeletons, and they're actually of what geologists think are marine animals, um, and marine algae formed limestone. Yeah, so we have other types of rock other than limestone that aren't as easily erodible, such as chert. And that also came from microscopic organisms, but it's different types of organisms. Marine animals? Yes. The area we now think of as the Ozark Mountains was once the floor of a shallow sea. 
That sea, Ashley explains, covered part of an ancient tectonic plate that lay south of the equator before drifting toward its present-day location and into a collision that created the Ozark landscape, one that geologists see a little differently than the rest of us do. The Ozarks are not actually mountains. They were formed as a result of mountain building, but they are not actually mountains. And so they're actually land that has been uplifted and also tilted in several places. And erosion over time from mainly rivers and different streams, and there are other processes uh, that we can talk about, have created these valleys, these deep, deep valleys. Ashley goes on to compare the effect of all this on what a visitor along the river is seeing to standing at the bottom of Arizona's Grand Canyon and looking up the canyon walls. But then she readily acknowledges that along with the rest of us, she can look at it the way Kevin Middleton, a park ranger and interpreter, does, even though he understands the science. When you crawl and climb and walk up and down the, the hills and the valleys, they seem like mountains to me. <laughs> Looking deeper into those limestone, sandstone, chert, and shale bones, Ashley explains how the character of the rocks affects the stream itself, creating something called karst topography, permeable surfaces that profoundly affect water quality and create features that we associate with the Buffalo National River. Rain, believe it or not, actually absorbs carbon dioxide from the air and soil, and it forms something known as carbonic acid. So it's just slightly acidic. And that carbonic acid actually moves along and throughout the rock, and different types of rock, which we talked about, are more or less erodible. They're harder or softer, think of it that way. And some of those rocks will dissolve. And over time, you can have uh, different types of karst features, such as caves formed. And caves are often found in limestone, which is the shells and skeletons of marine animals and marine algae. The river, with the rain that falls and with all the creeks and streams that feed into it, doesn't just move over its rock and gravel bed, it flows through like veins under our own skin. A visitor in a canoe or walking along a trail is moving through a great living organism that some of us never imagined. Much of Ashley Rodman's time is spent monitoring the quality of the lifeblood of that organism, the water of the Buffalo National River. One thing that relates to water quality and that complicates understanding water quality in the park is we have what are called sinking or losing streams, and sometimes we have gaining streams. So a sinking or losing stream will actually be a stream that loses water as it flows along. And that's not just through, that's not through evaporation that I'm talking about. I'm actually talking about water will be lost from a stream on the surface when it meets carbonate rock that has been eroded away. And so it goes underground somewhere, and it may come up in that same stream, or it may go somewhere else to a different spring, or it may stay underground for a longer time. We also have gaining streams, and that's the opposite. So water comes up into a stream, and there's an additional amount of water than there was before. You can only imagine that 
this could complicate water quality and when you're talking about pollutants and how they may travel in our streams and rivers in the Ozarks. The water quality program in the park was put into place about 30 years ago. Today's full-time staff of only two is supplemented by others, including interns and volunteers. They continually monitor all along its reach and also conduct special studies as needed, focusing on specific sections and specific issues. Uh, we primarily focus on tracking trends through time, and that is dealing with mainly bacteria, turbidity, nutrient, uh, and some other properties of water. One of the main goals of the water quality program is to assist with protecting public health. And we have lots of visitors that come to the Buffalo River, and we do our best to try to understand uh, the potential, if there are any potential safety concerns as far as water quality. And one of the ways that we primarily do that is through monitoring E. coli bacteria in the buffalo. Uh, the EPA, so the Environmental Protection Agency, has developed standards for recreational or surface waters uh, for E. coli. And so we look at the bacteria present in the water and kind of compare it to those standards to see is it within range or is it if it, if it was really high in a certain area, what can we do to mitigate risk to the public? In segments to come about the 50th anniversary of the park known as the Buffalo National River, we'll hear more from Ashley Rodman and her colleagues on staff, as well as from others who know and care about this Arkansas Ozark treasure. All of them are dedicated to nurturing it as a place where generations to come will want to visit. The Buffalo Flowing through the shoals and bluffs of heaven, heaven knows. In a hundred years or more, will someone speak along her shore and rise to ride the dream once more down the buffalo? Thanks, Charlie. Let's finish this week's show with a couple more tunes from the Tillers. You know what? I just realized this is our first show ever playing in Arkansas. First time ever playing in Arkansas. 
So yeah, we made it in many ways, Simone. Last time we were through Arkansas, we were driving home from Okima, Oklahoma or something uh, in 2013 after visiting uh, Woody Guthrie's hometown. All right, this song here is called The Old West Side. This is, uh, we, we got a few more for you. We got a few more for you, just a couple more. But uh, The Old West Side is a song that I wrote about loving what we do, being on the road, meeting all sorts of new friends and, and uh, faces and new towns and who knows what the heck's going to happen, but there's nothing, uh, there's nothing like coming home uh, to your friends and family back home. Here we go. With the ladies and gents on the OS. 
song for you on the fiddle there, that's Joe Maturette. On the upright bass, my big brother Aaron Guile. On the banjo, fiddle, and all that jazz, we got Mike Obers. My name's Sean Guile, we're the Tillers. This last song is called The Harbinger of Spring. It's a wildflower native to where we come from, and we hope you had a good time. Thanks to the folks here at the Ozark Folk Center for having us. Hope to see you next time. Two more original songs by the Cincinnati-based band, The Tillers. They closed out our show with The Old West Side and a song about a flower indigenous to their home in Ohio, Harbinger of Spring. That's about it for this week, but be sure and catch us next week for more of Ozark Highlands Radio. This is your host, Dave Smith. Have a great week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. 
More information available at stonebank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at ozarkhighlandsradio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar. Mm-hmm.